We come as individual bodies, and I'm a person, I have thoughts, I have fears, I have aspirations, and so I come as an individual body. Paul, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is calling the church to be a living sacrifice, not sacrificially dead, but that my life, my body, my individual body, our individual bodies, we come to know Jesus, we join the church, and we step into a single body. We leave an individual body, and we join the greater body, to which Christ is the head. You're listening to Mountain View Church Audio. My name's Jeremy, and I'm a local pastor here in Whitehorse, Yukon Territory. Each week, we bring you a fresh message designed to help you encounter Jesus through biblical instruction. You don't have to know anything about the Bible. We're just glad you're here. In 2015, the pastor elder team took a retreat and we sought the Lord in prayer and, and we discussed it. And this is the vision uh, the Lord gave us. And, and we've been trying to work towards Vision 20, working to this, to this end. And each year we set goals and, and hope uh, that they'll be achieved in, in bringing us to become that, that authentic, vibrant church that serves and reaches the city. That's, this is our goal. And today, uh, this last Sunday of 2018, is a time where we pause, we look at 2018, and see what the Lord's accomplished through us, and then we look forward to 2019 and what the Lord's calling us to do. In the fall, the pastoral team, we had a vision breakfast and uh, prayed a lot about what God, what next steps God would want us to take in 2019. And uh, again, the Lord really put it on, on our hearts that, that uh, 12 salvations was a, was a key thing, that, that someone coming to know Jesus every month, even though it didn't happen in 2018, the Lord just said, no, like every month we need to be about bringing the gospel forward, uh, remain gospel focused in all our preaching and teaching. I talk a lot about Jesus as the only way. Jesus brought it up first. I'm just repeating uh, his words, and so uh, I'm going to continue to do that. That's what we're going to be about. Also, we're going to schedule personal stories in either video or live in how people met Jesus. And, and, and if you have a story, if you'd like to tell people how you found Jesus, we want to be able to give you an opportunity to do that. And we also are encouraging every ministry leader to create goals and action plans focused on reaching the lost. Every single ministry uh, can be for the church, but it can also be for the lost. And so we're really challenging our ministry leaders to think outside the box on how they can reach people in Whitehorse and help bring revival to our city. Um, the second goal we said was the Lord gave us was to improve pastoral elder communication. I give a pastoral report every three months, but we also are going to do a supplementary report for us as a team and kind of what we're doing uh, outside of just what my role is as pastor to help that communication go further. So you know more about the pastor elder team, get to know us. Uh, We also are going to, this sounds heavy, but I'll describe, eliminate negative emotional content from digital communications. We realize that in this age, it is really, really easy to send a text, email, Facebook message, tweet, whatever, and and to just blast things out. And there's so many times that all of us, me included, find it a lot easier to put something in type than we would verbally state. Would anyone agree that that's problematic in our culture? I'm getting like lots of nodding heads. So everyone in the workplace, neighborhood, clubs, sports, and the church. And so the pastor elder team, we realize and we feel called that we need to uh, be the first ones to hold each other accountable, that if we get something emotional, 
that we're not going to respond digitally, that we're going to call and we're going to either talk it out with you on the phone or even better, we'll hopefully take you out for lunch or coffee and say, hey, we understand you're hurting or you're angry about this, but, but, but we want to unpack it with you. We want to dialogue back and forth. And uh, we want to really hold each other accountable to not uh, fall into that temptation of firing a message back. And uh, we're going to be challenging the church to kind of follow that lead. Hopefully we lead by example in 2019 that you too would start unpacking things verbally on the phone or face-to-face more than on message. That'll really set us apart from our culture. So we believe that to be important. Uh, Third goal is to create a next steps discipleship pathway. Uh, We've talked about this, Greg's talked about this, that we're going to design a four-week course containing the foundations of Christianity in Mountain View Church. So who is Jesus? What what is he all about? Our statement of faith, the global church, the White Horse Church, and Mountain View Church. Our history, we've been around since 1946, in case you didn't know, what happened in all that time. And and maybe you've been here a long time and you want a reminder, a reminder of the foundations of the gospel, a reminder of the foundations of the church, the early church, the modern Western church, What's it all about? And also, for some of you that have been here over this five-year, three- to five-year journey of kind of revitalizing the church, some of you went on vacation and you came back and you're like, hey, there's stuff that's changed. Why did you do that? And sometimes on Sundays, it's, it's hard to unpack everything that's happened. And so we want to take this time and over four weeks, unpack the changes. Why the changes? Why the changes from, from when our founding pastor in 1946 planned it? Why does the church look different today than it did in 1946? We've been on a journey. Mission doesn't change, but the church changes. So uh, we want to look at all that. And, and so if you've been a regular attender, remember for a lot of years, please sign up for Next Steps. It's not just going to be two hours of me talking on Sunday afternoon. It's going to be engaging, uh, conversation, really unpacking things. And currently we have six people registered for starting next week at 2 p.m. here at the church. We would like to get four more by the end of today. So please, if you're thinking about it, go to the, go to the welcome desk after and sign up for Next Steps. The last goal that uh, the Lord called us to was to exhort all members to actively serve in ministry. At first we had encourage, but uh, then as we started working through it, exhortation is a better word. Uh, not just to encourage someone, but, but exhortation, it's a, kind of a biblical, it's, a, it's not a word we hear much in culture, but it's calling people to action. We're a growing church. We, we're, we've got lots of kids, young families coming in. There's pregnant ladies walking around and, uh, and not pointing any fingers. Um, and there's going to be more kids, and the Lord's bringing us opportunities to serve people, not just kids. And, and our building at times is falling apart, and we want to upgrade this while we're in this in-between time to build a new building. There's, there's just lots of needs and, and so we want to call people to action. And f- specifically, if we're, if we're talking about, we want to give you uh, spiritual gifts assessments or help you discover what gifts you have. We want to do a good job of providing that for you, providing the affirmation. Uh, for those who have said that they're, that they're official members of Mountain View Church, so if you don't know what that is, next step, so you'll learn all about it. Um, and you've gotten into covenant with our church. You've actually stated that I belong here, I want to help vote, I want to help uh, move the church forward, but a part of that covenant is you would actively serve. 
And so the pastor elder team, part of that is we, we just want to have conversations as to why a, an official member wouldn't serve. Not as a form of judgment, but just to figure out what's going on in your life that prevents you. And we understand there's health, there's age, there's family stuff. There's lots of reasons, really valid reasons why someone wouldn't serve. We just want to start dialoguing about that so that we can make sure that uh, as as covenant members of our church, we're setting an example for everyone that comes into our church. Uh, The last component is to publicly call the congregation to use their gifts and abilities. And that's kind of my job. Um, I... Part, part of my role as a pastor is, is calling people to action, uh, calling people to action and sharing the gospel, sharing their faith, but also calling people to action I- in the local church. If they belong to the local church, uh, calling them to serve. And so I thought, well, man, I, I really need some great material uh, to help the church realize its giftings and abilities and its potential. But it turns out in this book, there's lots of great material already. So I'm going to choose one out of here. Are we all good with that? Okay. So the Apostle Paul, if you've never met him, he's a great guy. He wrote lots of good stuff in here. And he wrote to a church in Rome. So we're going to turn to Romans and look at his letter. Rome is a church that was facing huge persecution. Emperor Nero, if you've not heard of him, you can Google him after terrible guy, hated Christians. Many uh, archaeologists and scholars believe he might have been actually mentally ill from some of the stuff he did. And so here's the church, and, and in this time where our default is to go run and hide, uh, Paul calls the Roman church to action, which seems crazy because if they actually get active as a church, they might face more persecution. It's a crazy thought, but this is, this is what he calls them to. And so in, in chapter 12, starting in verse 1, here's what he says. He says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as one body, we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ." and individually members one of another. Now, there's something that I discovered four years in the Yukon. One of the things I love about the Yukon, this colorful 5% that we are, is that we are staunchly independent. We do what we want to do, when we want to do, and how we want to do it. Any amens? Now, this is a great part about being a Yukoner because we, we are great at overcoming challenges. We're great at pulling up our bootstraps and getting it done. It's a beautiful part of Yukon culture. However, this independency that, that's steeped in our culture as Yukoners does run up against Scripture and has a difficult time, and specifically in chapter 12 of Romans. Because what Paul is calling the church to is to uh, come 
come to uh, the church, accept Jesus, when we get to know Jesus, we, we come as individual bodies. I am a somebody, you're everybody, right? And, and I'm a person, I have thoughts, I have fears, I have aspirations. Uh, I, there's lots that makes up this body. And so I come as an individual body, and Paul, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is calling the church to be a living sacrifice. Not sacrificially dead, but that my life, my body, my individual body, our individual bodies, we come to know Jesus, we join the church, and we step into a single body. We leave an individual body, our independent individuality, our body, and we join the greater body, to which Christ is the head. Christ is the head of the body, and we are all body parts. And this is what, what Paul means by members. Sometimes the, the English translation doesn't fit within modern culture because we hear member, and we think about the gold card membership and levels of membership. And even in the church, uh, we have official membership, which is for charitable status, societies, and stuff like that. But, but that doesn't directly translate to what ba- Paul's talking about. He is saying that individual bodies, once they've given their life to Jesus and enter into the church, they become a body part of a single body. Now, there's the universal body of Christ, but then there's also the Yukon body, the White Horse body, and then there's the Mountain View, the local body. Paul, at this time, is writing to the body of believers in Rome. Okay, the Roman church at that time, a singular church, they're a part of each other. And he's calling them. He says, if you've given your life to Christ, even though, regardless of persecution, regardless of what you got going on, you are becoming a body part and you've got to figure out your function. What is your function? If you say, I belong to Jesus, then you belong to the church. You can't have one without the other, which is difficult in Yukon life. I want to know Jesus, but I want to be independent. It doesn't work. Well, I do church on a mountaintop. I don't actually do church in a church. Well, not the building, but the assembly of believers, that's the church. If you're alone on a mountaintop, I believe that you're having a great prayer time with Jesus, and that's amazing. But if you're on a mountaintop, and then you're saying, no, I'm just gathering with my church, that's just a single body part up on a mountain. And, and you, can't, you can't, as a part of the church, uh, be, be passive. Like, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to church, and maybe like, you know, we got an arm here that's not doing anything, and a foot that's not doing anything. It's like, all right, church is going to church. Here we go. And it's like, oh, get in the seat. Here we go. Oh, all right, praise Jesus. Church is over. All right, here we go. That's the image. That's what we're talking about. The, the idea here is that every body part under Christ as the head is in sync with the nervous system, the circulatory system, the respiratory system, and everything is functioning. Every single part of the body is functioning in its utmost capacity. And if the church can get to that place where every body part is functioning where they're supposed to function, then, the, the, then Christ, as the head, is able to fully accomplish what he has called the body to do. He's telling the body, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. But if there's parts that are limp and lifeless, it doesn't work. And the whole mandate is to reach people for the gospel. And if our mandate, being the local white horse body or Mountain View body, our mandate is to reach white horse with the gospel, Part of us not being able to do that is because there's body parts that are limp and lifeless. 
In order for Christ to accomplish his goals, every body part needs to be functioning. That's how it works. I, I can't, I, I, I apologize if it's offensive. I apologize that this is the way uh, Jesus designed it and Paul's calling the church to action, but it's the truth. And, and, and I get it. I, I, I've spent enough time in Alaska, Alberta, and the Yukon to know independence. Any amens? All right, I, I don't like it when people pressure me into doing things I don't want to do. I don't like it when Paul tells me, Jeremy, you need to be a living sacrifice. No, Paul, I think I need to be a living once every 90 days kind of sacrifice. I like that. No. And if a church under heavy persecution, under the craziest emperor in history, if, if they hear that call, for us in Whitehorse, one of the greatest places, one of the freest places to be, probably getting to our independence, if we're here, why, why can't we give a day, an hour a week, a couple hours a week? Surely there's got to be something we can do. And so the questions for us, the questions for us as we step to the communion table, I, you know, if we look at Paul's words and if we consider it seriously, you know, we have to, every person, every believer in Jesus needs to ask themselves, am I an individual body or am I a body part? I, if, I, if I belong to Jesus, if I've given my life to Jesus, am I an individual body existing in my own to do my own thing, to do my own stuff? Is that what I'm called to be or am I a body part? And if in that we conclude that we are a body part, that if I conclude that I'm a body part, then I need to ask an even deeper question. Am I a passive or active body part? Am I dragged along to church on Sunday, limp and lifeless, fall into my seat, and then drag myself back home? Because I know we call this a service, uh, to which I've tried to start calling it a gathering, because what happens is when we call this a church service, we start to get under this, this, this kind of subconscious thing that our service was just to get here on Sunday. I warmed one of these seats I've served sacrificially. But that's not true. I'm glad that you're here. I'm not saying that I want you to leave. I'm glad that you're here. But we got new people coming in that know Jesus and some that don't. We got little kids literally running all over the place. We've got, we've got young families that are about to have more children. The, the Lord is blessing us, but, but in that blessing, he's kind of making it very, very difficult for us to be passive. Because today's a great example. All the kids in here, everyone in, in together, this is a great example. We, in order for us to to uh, fulfill what Jesus is bringing to us, we have to be active. And each one of us has to say, what's my function? And, and maybe for some of you, you, you work with your hands and on Sunday mornings, there's not really something. You, you're, you're a builder, a painter, a, a, you know, whatever. And, and you're in trades and stuff. And Sunday morning, there's not opportunity to do that. I get that. I get that. But there's an ongoing list of little jobs all over this church it's old enough, just like an old house. Stuff needs updated. 
Marilyn has a huge plan for downstairs for our kids to, to give it a facelift. And Jane Duffy, if you don't know her, an amazing lady, uh, their family moved up here and she's partnered with Marilyn to help her with that. Uh, Katerina has some uh, facelift stuff she's looking at here in the auditorium and, and ways that we can, while we're here in this church, we don't just want to let our house uh, kind of just fall to disrepair because we're moving. We need to be accountable to the fa- fact that while we're here, just like our own homes, we need to fix things when they're broken and we need to make sure things look good for guests that come in right until the day we move out. We want to be honorable and we want to be forthright with what God's given us. And so if you do work with your hands and Sunday morning there's not much for you to do, I get that, but there's ways you can. Talk to Marilyn, Katerina, or Cornelia. And I get it. Some of you have emailed me and, and, uh, or you've talked to me and you've said, look, I, because of my health or age or uh, circumstances going on, I, Jeremy, I really want to serve. I served my whole life in different, I just physically can't. I get that. But what's amazing about these people is they're right away they say, but I want you to know that I am praying. I'm praying for the worship team, for you, for the elders, for the staff, for the vision of the church. That's, that's not a passive body part. Prayer is the single strongest active body part there is. And so if the Lord hasn't brought you to him, and, and your life here's not over, but you're having trouble just physically, then prayer is the single most active thing. Every day, please pray for us. We need it. Pray that people in our city come to know Jesus. Pray that our culture is changed because of how many people are meeting Jesus and giving their lives to him. That's active. And so as we kind of pause here, we're going to go to communion. And uh, Paul wrote another letter to the Corinthian church. And in 1 Corinthians 11, you can turn there if you'd like. That's what we're going to read this morning as we uh, do communion. Let's have communion. I forgot the mic again, sorry. And uh, as, as we go to communion, we just want to pause before we get into it. We want to do some self-reflection on our own lives and maybe ask those questions. You know, am I an individual body uh, that kind of has Jesus, but I'm doing my own thing? Or am I a member of the body? And maybe you're being called to be a, a member of the Northern Collective. Maybe not even this church. Maybe you're called to be a Bethany or YBF. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not, I'm a team player. If that's where God's calling you, why would I ever force you to stay here? Wherever you go to church, whatever body you belong to, my, my challenge to you from Paul is that you would just be an active body part, that you would find your function and that you would work your function. Be the hand that you're called to be, the feet, the eyes, the ears. Do what you're supposed to do. Do what the Bible calls us to do. Wherever you are, And if it's here at Mountain View, that's amazing. We are so glad that you've chosen to make this your home church. We need you at this time more than ever. We want you here. We really do. So as we, uh, let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Some of us are maybe going to recommit, but maybe some of you are here today and you, you don't know Jesus and 
you know, no pressure on you. You're just checking things out and visiting uh, this little bit of a speech I gave. It, it is for those who have given their life to Jesus and become a part of the church. Please feel free to still uh, attend here and sort out your faith, ask questions about Jesus. Uh, feel free to jump in and serve if you want to, but, but you don't have to. But if, if you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus and you would like to belong to the church, you've been an individual body, but now you want to be a part of something greater. You want to become one of, one of those body parts, one of those members of the body of Christ. I want to give you an opportunity to do that. I'm going to pray. And you just have to repeat after me. You can whisper or yell. I don't care. And just tell God what's going on. If you'd like to do that today, you can repeat after me. Father in heaven, I know that I'm a sinner. I have done wrong things that prevent my relationship with you. But I believe you sent your son Jesus to die for that sin And three days later, he rose, conquering death, conquering that sin that was in my heart, and removing it so that I could be pure before you, worthy to be called your son or daughter. Father, I commit now my life to you, I no longer want to be an individual body. I want to become a body, a part of the body of Christ. I pray that you would show me which body part I am, which function I am, and that I would do that faithfully. I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Mountain View Church Audio. If God has used this message to impact your life today, I'd love to hear about it. Drop me a message at jeremy at mountainviewwhitehorse.ca or on your favorite social network at Pastor Jeremy Norton. To get connected with Mountain View Church or to support Mountain View Ministries through a financial gift, please visit mountainviewwhitehorse.ca. That's mountainviewwhitehorse.ca.